welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello and welcome back to Cloudcast Basics, Season 1, Show 8. This is your co-host, Brian Gracely, and as always, joining me today is my other co-host, Aaron Delp. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about hybrid and multi-cloud as it relates to cloud computing. So, Aaron, this is a, a topic that has lots of opinions, lots of definitions. What does hybrid and multi-cloud mean in the cloud? Yeah, and I, I think for this, too, like the, the, the what does it mean might actually end up being probably our longest answer today. Yeah. Um, because the answer is, is a little bit of it depends, right? Because you kind of have to step back and go... Is this a concept? Is this a technology? Is it a solution? Is it a product? And so we'll we'll take everyone through that a little bit. Like let's start off with the concept. You know, when somebody says hybrid or multi-cloud, what do they mean? Well, this is taking your applications and running them consistent, excuse me, consistently across two or more clouds. And that one of those clouds could be private cloud on-prem. And how do you manage this set of applications across different environments? And that could be seamlessly managing them. It could be manually managing them of like, hey, something runs here in normal times, but maybe I need to put something else somewhere else for a you know temporary amount of time. There's you know, lots of layers to the onion to unwrap here. And when we say multi-cloud, it is, you know, it's exactly what it says. It's doing the exact same thing, but across multiple clouds and cloud services all at the same time as well. And, and Brian, do you want to take everyone through a little bit more of that? Yeah. And I, and I think this is one of those um, areas and you're right, you know, whether it's a thing, a technology, a product, an offering that's, that's really probably changed the most um, over the last 10 years. So, and I mean that in the context of it was, you know, it really kind of originated as, okay, if I'm not in my data center and I'm not entirely in a public cloud, like what state am I in? And that sort of began with like, well, okay, well then you're, you're sort of hybrid. You're some in the data center and some in the cloud. And then over time it became, well, okay, is there a benefit to that? And we saw a lot of technologies emerge to try and make those two environments fairly consistent, right? This is where we've seen, um, you know, clouds that offered VMs consistently. We've seen clouds that offer containers consistently. We're now beginning to see clouds that offer, um, you know, the same APIs on-prem as, as in the data center and so forth. So that sort of evolved. Um, we sort of, we went through a cycle where people were of the belief that you could just easily move applications from one place to another, and that was just going to happen, and there was going to be pricing arbitrage between them. That never really emerged, and I, it didn't really emerge, not because the technology couldn't make it happen, but mostly because, you know, as we talked about way back in like the storage show or the database shows, data has gravity and moving, you know, lots and lots of data around is either, you know, very complicated or very expensive. So those things didn't necessarily happen, but we have begun to see companies who, uh, you know, whether they did it on purpose or whether they've sort of backed into it through acquisitions and just different ways of buying and, and, and consuming technology <clears throat> are essentially hybrid at this point. They have some applications on-prem, they have some applications in the public cloud, they have some applications using SaaS. And what they're trying to figure out is, 
are there ways to become consistent or levels of consistency in in dealing with all of those? And and some companies find that that's easy to do. Others find that that's very difficult to do. And you know there is you know more and more of the the cloud industry is is trying to figure out how do I solve that problem, right? It, it started as like you said, software companies trying to do this. Now it's becoming the cloud providers trying to do this, and so. You know, hybrid, <laughs> the last show was all about SaaS, and we said SaaS is the easiest thing to understand. Hybrid is a little more complicated because, you know, whether you call it hybrid or multi, it's not one definition. And depending on who you talk to, you may get different perspectives. So, you know, we're going to try and give you a few different perspectives on it, but that's kind of a, I think between you and I both saying it's a lot, it's a little, it's this, it's that, kind of summarizes, um, you know, where it's at today. Yeah. And let, let's take a look at how, things are allocated then. And, and you know, what's interesting with allocation too, is again, there's multiple approaches to this. They're early on. And I feel like too, like this more than any other, we're kind of doing, Hey, it's early on versus this. Right. right. Um, but there is a same technology everywhere approach. And that is one approach, but I also, you know, there, there was a problem in that. How did the public clouds innovate early on? Well, they came out with unique features. And if you want to take advantage of this unique feature, well, you needed to use their cloud right. and it's how they differentiated. It's the same with like with networking back in the days of, you know, if you, if you were an all Cisco infrastructure, you could turn on a bunch of Cisco only features that if you had a mixed environment, you know, and you threw some Juniper in there or something else like that, well, you had to run this kind of lowest common denominator mode and you sometimes give up some of those benefits of the cloud. And so that same technology everywhere approach requires an overlay. And that overlay is effectively the translation layer between same technology everywhere and the unique specifics of whatever cloud you're talking to. And so another process, excuse me, another um, uh, theory developed, which is same process everywhere, which is, hey, you know, I'm, I'm basically going to run this and the way in which I run this is the same everywhere, but the underlying tools and calls may be a little different as well. And so this is, again, it gets pretty complex pretty quickly because it is in, you know, you you take the big public cloud, um, uh, uh, providers out there, it is in their best interests to innovate and differentiate. Yeah. Well, and and I think this is, you know, I I think what the reality of of sort of hybrid and and multi-cloud ultimately boil down to is, and and this has been the case for, you know, the IT industry for for decades now is, you know, at any given time for a project, you may start off with great intentions. We're going to build a a really clean, uh, pristine architecture. It's going to be very optimized for what we're trying to do. And then over time, things change. Either the the people and personalities around it change and they've got different technology opinions, the technology changes, the business problem changes. And so at some point, you know, you get to where you're like, okay, I, I have multiple ways to solve the same problem. Uh, we could optimize for cost, we could optimize for sort of engineering, you know, pristineness, if you will, or whatever it might be. And and at some point, you know, people tend to stop and go, okay. Where can we make this better? And and I think you know you laying out those two things of like sometimes it's it's easier or better when you just have the same technology everywhere. Right? You don't have to think about translation layers. You don't have to think about okay, do I know do I know how that works? But I don't know how it works in this other language or whatever. 
And then there's other times when you go, boy, we have so many options already in place. Let's try and, and optimize around the process. You know, so like we're always going to, you know, do security this way. No matter where we go, it's going to be this way. Or we're always going to deploy our applications using CI and CD this way. And, you know, I think as much as people talk about hybrid cloud, you also get into like hybrid processes and hybrid architectures. And 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 those are just the realities. It's not a good thing. It's not, you know, a bad thing. It's not somebody's fault. It's just the reality of what, you know, happens to IT organizations or development organizations over time. So, you know, but I think, you know, they, they tend to fall into those two buckets. And quite honestly, you and I have talked to literally hundreds and hundreds of companies who do this stuff. I don't know that there's one approach that necessarily always wins. You have to find what best fits for your company. So, you know, I, I think we've kind of dove into that a little bit. You know, how did people do hybrid before we called this thing hybrid? Because hybrid sort of originated probably a decade ago. Um, you know, there were some companies that started using the term. But, like, how did people figure out how to deal with SaaS stuff and other stuff before? Was it just kind of a hodgepodge and mess? Or was there some rhyme and reason before we started calling it hybrid? Yeah, I I, I think it was um, a hodgepodge and mess um, looking for a name. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean – to, to your point, it, I mean, this was an ongoing challenge, and this was a really early challenge. As we had the the rise of public cloud, we had a new way to do things. And then you had the rise of some of the things we've already talked about, infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, software as a service. And we went in beyond, you know, the data center and the four walls of the data center and um, needing a dedicated staff for all of these. And so what we what we uh, had was a really interesting challenge for what was a central IT group before everything got disaggregated. Right. And the, so the line of business the 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 perimeter around that became really complex really quickly because some things were running in cloud some things were running on prem some things were you know wanting to move from one to the other for various reasons and oh by the way not everything always necessarily moves to cloud sometimes some things you know don't work out or it gets too expensive or um you know cost or regulations or something and th- some things come back on prem and so there's this constant movement now I will say, Brian touched on it earlier, the the single biggest thing that has been this ongoing challenge is the concept of where is the data? Because being close to the data gives you the idea of how do you secure it? How close is the compute? Um, how close is the is the network for latency? So it really uh, you know comes down to the data ultimately and where we're going to put it and how we're going to move it was was how a lot of people develop their hybrid and multi-cloud strategies. Yeah, I think the other big trend, and again, you know, for anybody who's sort of new to this show or new to the Cloudcast, we've been looking at this for 10 years. So sometimes when we refer back to, you know, how it used to be five and 10 years ago, that's kind of where it comes from. To me, the other big trend that happened, you know, 10 years ago, almost everything other than maybe your obscure marketing project or your obscure finance project were driven kind of through central IT. So you had these overarching architecture teams, you had enterprise architects, you had sort of corporate standards, everything went through the IT organization. 
And with the rise of cloud, the ability, you know, public cloud in particular, the ability to do things on demand, um, you know, to pay for things with credit cards and other stuff, you know, we've seen this, this distribution out to lines of business, out to individual developer teams, out to a lot of different groups to where you don't have a central decision-making process anymore. You don't have a central kind of control group. And I think that's, that's also led to this sort of proliferation of hybrid cloud, multi-cloud, you know, SaaS for some things, IaaS for other things. And, um, you know, that's probably had as much to do with it. They've sort of gone in parallel, right? The technology's evolved. We've seen some technologies make this consistency easier to do, but we've also seen the, the politics, the process, the organizations disaggregate as well. And so, you know, the, the two sort of go hand in hand, even though, you know, maybe they're going in slightly different directions sometimes. So yeah. one other thing, you know, I think we ought to talk about is, <clears throat> you know, when, when this stuff first got started, again, we go back a decade or go back five or eight years, um, you know, there was a very distinct line. There were there were companies and vendors and people who said, yep, hybrid cloud's a thing, multi-cloud's a thing. And then for the most part, the three or four big public cloud companies basically said, nope, those aren't real things. They completely don't exist. They're pure figments of imagination. The public cloud is the only thing that will exist in the future. And we've seen over the last 18 months, every single one of the public cloud providers now has a distinct hybrid cloud offering. So you know, t- talk a little bit about how that mind shift has changed and what's driven that mind shift. Yeah. And it's so interesting because you have everyone kind of going in the other direction, right? Cloud providers are trying to extend from the cloud back into private data centers. And the software providers are trying to extend out into public cloud. And, and so everyone is trying to kind of get that middle ground, right? So think of it as two ends of a spectrum and, and both of them are going towards the middle ground. Now, why are they? The reason was because the idea of taking your applications and just bulk moving them to cloud, yeah, you you have some low hanging fruit, but but for the majority of them, it's pretty hard and or the architecture might have to be refactored. And so it isn't a matter of just ship things to the cloud and and that's the way it was. And I think early on, the public cloud providers pitched it that way. And a lot of enterprises and a lot of customers out there didn't adopt that model. They wanted to move on their timelines. They wanted to move as applications are retired or refactored. And and so there was basically a resistance to this all-in public cloud model, but everyone recognized they had to have a cloud strategy and they needed to start to move in that direction. So think of it as baby steps. Think of it as how do I get from here to there? And it is a journey. And that journey doesn't happen overnight. It will often take years to to do. And the reason why we will ultimately probably end up with this hybrid and multi-cloud as more of a, a future state is because there's some applications that may be purpose-built for cloud. You might have some applications that are purpose-built for on-prem, right? And so a mix of this is required. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, and and I think the other thing to kind of keep in mind, because I think, you know, you may be listening to this and going, boy, it seems like, you know, the stuff around hybrid cloud sort of stumbled into things, it kind of backed into things and so forth. And 
you know, there's a part of this that, you know, like every technology that it starts off with a lot of hype and then it kind of goes through the the trough of disillusionment and people figure out like what works and doesn't work. You know, I think the other way to think about this is, is yeah, we've seen, we've seen some things, you know, work well. We've seen technologies like containers and Kubernetes have been able to work consistently in multiple places. VMs couldn't necessarily do that. But now we're sort of seeing this second generation of, of what I'll call hybrid technologies, you know, where... Uh, you know, certain vendors or certain technologies are being built to sort of hide the fact that they can run across multiple clouds and they actually can can begin to sort of scale across them. So things like Snowflake, right? Snowflake runs on top of all the different clouds. And, you know, if you want to expand out from AWS to Azure to Google, you just sort of tell Snowflake to do that. You don't really think about it per se. So there's things like CockroachDB, which run sort of in this hybrid mode and multi-cloud mode. So you know, we've seen some first generation technologies begin to help this. We're starting to see some second generation. So, you know, I think the combination of the public cloud providers now embracing and adopting hybrid cloud, some second generation technologies coming along, like we're going to see an evolution, you know, so it's not not a static thing. It's we're going to continue to see an evolution of what hybrid and, and multi-cloud means. And, um, you know, that's that's very normal for the industry. And, and, you know, it's very normal for an industry or a segment of the industry that sort of you know, did some learning, looked at what was going on, did some learning, listened to the market, and is adapting and evolving. So I think that's a that's a positive thing. Um, one last question, and I think and I think I know the answer to this, but you know, I want to take get your opinion on it. Um, is there a price? Is there a cost for hybrid cloud? How does somebody think about you know how do you buy or price uh, a hybrid or multi cloud? How you know is that is that a doable thing or is that sort of a you know to be determined? Yeah, I know it's it's absolutely a doable thing, and and. What we're seeing more and more, um, especially with the public cloud providers, you know, coming back, um, is dedicated products and dedicated product offerings. But then the billing of them tends to represent more like a public cloud pricing model. And so just like hybrid cloud as a technology, you almost run into hybrid pricing as well. Um, and, and on the, on the other side of that spectrum, you, you have a lot of companies that are, um, software companies that are trying to move into this hybrid and multi-cloud. Well, they're moving from, um, uh, you know, subscription, excuse me, moving to subscription licensing, right? So I can pay per user or per capacity per month for a certain amount of time instead of your, you know, more traditional, like, Oh, it's a, a license and it's a one-year license or it's a three-year license. And so you're starting to the, the actual models, um, is changing as well. So the, the way in which the entire industry is making money going forward, everything is moving into this subscription based software world. Yep. Listen, let's wrap up hybrid cloud there. I think we've kind of covered all angles of it as best we could. And, uh, you know, we're getting towards the end of season one. We've got uh, just a couple of shows left. The next one we're going to dig into is going to dig into everybody's favorite topic, or at least the one that is getting tons and tons of buzz because, uh, you know, it has the potential to be really interesting. We're going to dig into analytics, AI, ML, and big data. So we're going to see you on the very next show. Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.